You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we talk about the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. This week's episode, we're going to talk about one of the most uncomfortable things uh, in the in the Christian uh, walk, and that's sharing the gospel. So, so Ben, why do you think people struggle a little bit with sharing the gospel? Yeah, we, we talked about this in our in our first episode. I think one big the the big thing that people are scared of sharing the gospel is that in itself. They're scared. Yeah. They're they're fearful of talking to someone, whoever that may be, about Jesus, about their faith. For for whatever it may be. They might fear rejection. They might fear getting laughed at. They might just fear being open and honest and vulnerable about their own personal faith. Like there's there's lots of stuff, but I think fear is the overall contributing problem with sharing the gospel. Yeah, and I think, and that all kind of sums up into this, is that I think a lot of people feel inadequate to share the gospel. They don't feel like they know the gospel well enough to be able to tell somebody and then receive it. Um, And so that they would also have Jesus in their life. And, And I know that, you know, we see this a lot today, and it's kind of sad, but that we like to just pick and choose who we share the gospel to. Yeah, that's another big piece. And, you know, we we say, well, you know, I feel comfortable with sharing the gospel with that person, but I don't really feel comfortable sharing the gospel with that person. Um, And I think a lot of times, you know, our our Christian walk can suffer because of that. Um, If I say that, well, you know, that person, I want to share the gospel with them, but I definitely don't want to share the gospel with that person. And I think when we understand, you know, one of the, (laughs) the most famous Bible verse probably in the Bible. It's one of the most quoted probably Bible verses. Um, I know even when I wasn't a believer, I saw this verse all the time. Um, I could probably, you know, before I was a Christian, I, you know, I probably had it memorized, you know, and it's John three sixteen. And I just want to read it here. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, uh, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And I think that when we understand, then we, when we kind of put that in sharing the gospel, that Jesus, you know, came and died for the whole world, you know, that, that God sent his only son, that whoever believes, and that when you put yourself in a place that you can share the gospel with anybody, you can share your story with anybody, when you can build a relationship uh, with anybody, um, God can use you in so many th- different ways. And, and you know, in, in Corinthians where it talks about, what Paul says that you are an ambassador, you know, and, and God using you, um, you know, for his kingdom and those types of things. And that's just paraphrased, obviously. But I think, you know, when we can experience John three sixteen rather than just memorizing it, God can do so many great things. And I think that that so many times we we want to just kind of just sit back and do nothing. We kind of want to run away like Jonah did. We end up falling into a place where we don't want to be. We 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 start to drift away. Um, we start to backslide um, in our Christian walk. And this is something that I think that honestly is a verse to to put on your heart every day. Yeah, is John three sixteen. Um, it's something to to hold deep into your heart because I think when we when we hold scripture deep in our heart, we can then apply it in our lives. Yeah, and I. You know, I'll share a story here. And one of the most meaningful stories uh, that I can remember, and um, we have a a group here at this church called uh, Fusion. Um, And it's just, you know, the age group of of 18 to 28-year-olds. 
um, and they meet together and, and we, you know, have fun and those types of things. But um, I remember we did this scavenger hunt and it had so many silly things like sing happy birthday to a stranger, do take a picture next to a mannequin, it was all at the mall. And we did some funny, silly things that, that you wouldn't normally do anywhere else. But the last thing, and it was worth the, worth the most points, and that was share the gospel with somebody. And I remember that nobody was able to do that last one. And a lot of people did all the other ones, but they couldn't share the gospel with anybody. And I remember, you know, for myself that, you know, we, us praying as a group say okay if you want us to share the gospel God with somebody bring somebody to us and I, I don't oh I wouldn't suggest you always doing that I would suggest you be very proactive in sharing the gospel um, but in this case we're like you know we're, we're in a rush we're almost done with our time you know bring somebody to us and the craziest thing is God did he brought this 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 worker from one of the stores at the mall and she came up to us, you know, we didn't, you know, even come close. She just came up and just started talking with us, just casually, not even about, like, the store or anything like that. Why you had a giant group congregating. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, you know, she was talking, and, and I just felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, this is it. I've done it. I've, I've given you somebody to share the gospel with. And I remember walking away. I didn't share the gospel with her. And the next day, I felt so guilty you know the holy spirit just convicted me hard that i didn't share the gospel when i was given an opportunity to and i remember that i felt so guilty that i was like okay i got to go back i gotta go back to the store i didn't find her again you know she wasn't there the next day and you know that put things in perspective for me that we shouldn't miss our opportunity to share the gospel yeah something that i think is important and you mentioned it. You sh- we should be proactive with sharing our faith and and sharing the gospel of Christ. But there are opportunities where you might only get an instant. You might only get a moment, one interaction, and we have to be willing to embrace those moments. You know, and it doesn't matter how much experience you do or don't have. Some of the coolest moments in the in the gospel is when Jesus heal someone or cast out a demon and that person runs away spreading the gospel saying hey yeah. jesus saved me jesus healed me he i haven't been able to see in however many years and this guy named jesus saved me mm-hmm. and you know they weren't trained christians they weren't weren't growing up in the church and being taught they might have been jewish and known the torah but they were healed and they went and spread the good news of what Jesus did for them. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And, and like you said, and they did, all they knew is Jesus healed them. Mm. That's all they had to know to share the gospel. And that's the same thing with us. That's all we have to know is that Jesus Christ has healed us from our sins. That he's washed them away. And we can say that those basic things and those things can change the life. And I'm a firm believer that, that, that God can take one word and change somebody's life, even the most simplest words. And I think when we are in tune with the Holy Spirit and we can kind of decipher those moments where you might only have 30 seconds to share the gospel um, with somebody, you, you know, it's good to build that relationship. And we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit too. Those are awesome moments to build a relationship with somebody, share the gospel. They come to Christ, you know, and, and you know, both of your lives are changed because of it. But sometimes you got to ask the Holy Spirit, 
do I share the gospel now? Because you just might not be able to, to find that person later. You just never know. Yeah, and you uh, don't want to be living with that conviction. Yeah, and, and it's not a conviction you want for anything, even outside of sharing the gospel. When you know you're supposed to be doing something, you better just do it. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that uh, wholeheartedly. I know a lot of Christians know that as well. Um, and I can, we could can say that Jonah knew that mm. as well. Yeah, he knew. Uh, he had to endure uh, a hectic three days uh, because he wasn't willing to just do what God had told him the first time. Yeah. So, Phil, I think, you know, talking about John 3.16 and talking about the gospel itself is obviously of utmost importance. But going forward, I think there's also a piece where we need to talk about the Great Commission. I didn't know if you would like to talk to us about what the Great Commission means with sharing the gospel. Uh, yeah, um, I think the Great Commission obviously goes <laughs> hand in hand with uh, sharing the gospel and and I'm going to actually pull it up here because I don't want to butcher it. But uh, here, you know, here at the end of Matthew, Jesus gives his disciples this kind of commission. Uh, we call it the Great Commission. Um, but he says uh, here in Matthew uh, chapter 28, verse 16 to the end of the chapter says, Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The, the greatest word in that whole thing that stands out to me the most is the word go. Mm. Um, I think that's very powerful in, in that great commission because it gives us this sense of urgency. It doesn't really say wait, you know, and then, you know, share the gospel or do this, this. I, I have to be well-versed in this, this, you know, to share the gospel. Make, All, sure you, make sure you have the greatest kids program. You know, make sure you have the right songs to sing if you're going to bring someone to church. It, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say any of that. It says go. Um, it says go and make disciples. Um, and that's where the relationship aspect kind of plays in. This is why when you do share the gospel, um, and I think a lot of people and a lot of churches can fall into this. Um, and I know we've talked about it a lot of this church. We can go and we can we can share the gospel with somebody, that is, but that's as far as we go with it. And then they're lost. They don't really know all the commands that Jesus told. They can't really obey them because we haven't actually discipled them. Yeah. Um, and I think when you when a person is saved, discipled, they begin to become mature. They begin to 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 run the that race um, that they've you know started when they got saved. I mean, they run it well. A lot of times we want to put stipulations on it. We say, well, I can disciple a person for for six weeks, you know, and they'll be good. That's not the way it goes. Um, unfortunately. Ben, you need to be discipled until you die. Yeah. I need to be discipled until I die. Um, we need to be discipling until we die and, and see Jesus again. Um, because no person will be able to say that, okay, after six weeks, I'm going to be good. You know, after six weeks, you know, I'm going to be the best Christian I'm ever going to be. Because if that's the case, that's a sad place to be. Mm -hmm. So I think that go there gives us that sense of urgency. Um, and I think maybe when we understand that word, go, 
we can share the gospel with people we might have never shared the gospel with before. People that completely look different than us, completely act different from us, um, might have you know problems that we have never experienced. Sometimes we only want to share the gospel with, with people that are very similar to us. Because like, mm-hmm. well, I could relate to that person. That's okay. That's a good. That's good. But we should also be able to share the gospel with people who act completely different, who are completely different from us. Because there's a lot of people that are completely different from yeah. us um, that need the gospel just as well as much. Yeah, and and chances are, the person who you are most afraid of sharing the gospel with, or most uncomfortable with sharing the gospel with, is the person who probably needs to hear it the most. Yeah. And that's why, again, you just got to be willing to to embrace that uncomfortable aspect of stepping out and being vulnerable and sharing what Christ has done for you. Because that's really all he's asking is, what have I done for you? Go and tell someone about it. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, there it says there, you know, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Sometimes I don't think we, we like the, the stuff before and that stuff, but here at the end, means the most um, because if, if we're afraid of sharing the gospel if we're afraid to to go if we're because you know we don't feel adequate or we're kind of uncomfortable to know that jesus is with us always to the very end of the age you know not until you know the day when he comes back um, but he's with us now to the very end of the age and all authority is given to him he has the power to save. He should be glorified for it. Um, when you share the gospel, Jesus, God, should be glorified. Um, and they are glorified uh, when you are going, when you're making disciples, when you're baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, when you're teaching them to obey all of the, his commands. Could you imagine a world where, where people obey Jesus' commands? Mm. It's a, a great picture to, to kind of put in our minds. But you have the ability to tell your neighbor these things. You have your the ability to, to help your neighbor, neighbor get to that place. And I think a lot of times we can struggle with the closest people to us sharing the gospel. Yeah, your um, family and your, 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 your neighbors, not just that whole Good Samaritan neighbor of everyone, mm-hmm. but literally your next door neighbor. Phil, have you shared the gospel with your next door neighbor? <laughs> I would say not really, but I'm in a pretty fortunate place. My neighbors, they go to church and stuff, and the guy that's right across the street from me, he used to be a a minister. Um, But there is a neighbor that I haven't really talked to, but you're right. Um, Sometimes you're like, well, you know, what's he going to say? What's he like? Is he going to, is he even going to, you know, is he going to be mean? Yeah, if he thinks I'm a crazy lunatic, I'm living next to this guy yeah. for the foreseeable future. And I'm like, I wasn't trying to call you no, out. No, I'm in the exact same place. Um, but those are the things that we got to talk about. Those are the things that mean the most because this isn't something, this isn't sometimes we say, I mean, it's not a game. Um, it's not something to, to try to check off all the boxes uh, because these are souls, these are people, these are people destined to two places, either heaven or hell. And if they're destined for hell, you might be the only person that has the ability to stand in that gap. Do everything you can to, to make sure that, you know, they don't go there. Um, and, and you can't make that decision for them. They have to make it on your own. But you can do these things that Jesus talks about here in the Great Commission. Yeah. And I think if you are struggling with sharing the gospel with your neighbor or sharing the gospel in your, your local community, I just wanted to recommend the book uh, the gospel comes with a house key by rosaria butterfield 
her and her husband, who who is a minister, run a kind of a, a meal house ministry where on a regular daily basis they have their doors open to neighbors and friends and their children's friends and they just come in eat dinner together read the word actually sing praise songs with one another it's a really great book it'll change your life it'll change the way you look at the gospel and how we can go about sharing it with those who we are closest to in proximity and in relation mm-hmm. it's kind of neat there are so many different ways to share the gospel and you can do it in so many different ways we've done it in different ways here at our church um, we've done things like cookouts we've done things that give us opportunities to share the gospel but the one thing that n- doesn't need to change is that's jesus because mm. jesus says that you know he is the way he is the truth he is the life and nobody comes to the father except through him um, and I think that uh, you can do it and you, know, you can let your creative minds run wild when um, thinking of putting yourself in different opportunities to share the gospel. But the one thing that never ha- needs to change is Jesus because he's the only one that has the ability to save. Um, he's the only one that has the authority to. Um, he's the only one that uh, has the commands worthy of obeying. So, so I think that in conclusion to this sharing the gospel is that we must remain urgent and we must have Jesus on our heart at all times. Then I don't think we'll worry about it too much. I don't think we'll be afraid of it too much. Um, there'll be moments where where you'll feel really uncomfortable and you'll feel really awkward. Those aren't necessarily bad things. When you're uncomfortable and you feel stretched, um, sometimes those are the best places where God can really grow your faith really grow your Christian walk and it can be very difficult to understand that but I can say that when you share the gospel one and then you share it again and then you share it again and again and again the next one becomes a little bit easier and easier and easier um then you might be able to share the gospel with people that maybe don't even speak the same language because mm. people do that um, people go you know overseas they go to Africa the Middle East China all those places um, where, where it can be very difficult to share the gospel, but people do it because they understand that Jesus is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Um, and, I, and I think that uh, they really begin to let Christ's light shine in their life. Yeah. I think before we close out, my last statement would be, if you're looking for a place to get involved, you know, it's okay to start small. Look across the street. Join your local PTA Go coach a team, volunteer at a nursing home, put yourself in opportunities to meet with people and talk to them about Jesus because they're out there. Sometimes you just got to stretch yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so this week's weekly verse is John chapter 14, verse 6. And it says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. All right. Well, you have been listening to Kingdom Faith. We just want to thank you for listening to the podcast and remind you that we have new episodes coming out every Monday. If you have any requests for an episode or any comments for the show, you can send us an email at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.